Our theme is open. And while everything else around us is closed, if you've been out recently or lately here in Sydney for any shopping, it's just like, it's just like a ghost town in many ways. Everything is closed. But our theme is open. And more than ever, our heart is open. Our world is open. Our faith is open. And we're talking about the power of open and staying open. And we've talked about the power of opening the door and letting Jesus come in to our heart. How powerful is that? I mean, that when you open the door and let Jesus into your life, that changes everything. Now, that not only changes your life, it changes your eternal residence. It changes your destiny, and it takes you to heaven. That's how powerful opening the door to Jesus is. And then how powerful is opening our Bible? When we open our Bible, we allow God's word to protect us, to correct us, to direct us. The power of open, the power of opening our Bible. And we've talked about the power of opening our mouth with words of adoration, words of praise to God. We praise him because he is good. We praise him because praise is good. We praise him because he declares us through Jesus Christ good. We praise him because he works all things, all things together for good. And then we've talked about the power of opening our mouth with words of appreciation and how powerful that is. We just understand through the scriptures that our words are so powerful. Proverbs 18.21 teaches us that death and life are in the power of the tongue, in the power of our words. The power, think of this, the power of the tongue. There is weight in our words. <laughs> we can sway with what we say. Come on, every now and then. Every now and then, somebody. But words, words have the power of, to appreciate. And words have the power to depreciate. Words have the power to add value. Words also have the power to devalue. And we talked about this last time, that in your home, in your family, you have the power to build it or break it. You have the power to admonish or demolish, to pull up or to put down, to give a compliment or a complaint. You have the power to uplift or upset. You have the power to affirm or afflict, to help or to hurt. So because you have that power, then open your mouth with the power of your words and see to it that every member of your family feels appreciated and vaunted and valued. Now today, I want us to look at words of appreciation, but in a little different light. See, not only does appreciation add value to others, but it also adds value to yourself. Because in appreciation, we live 
grateful and thankful. And a grateful life is a great life. Grateful kids are great kids. A grateful husband or a grateful wife is a great spouse. Uh, a grateful employer is a great boss. A grateful worker is a great employee. So grateful makes our life, grateful is, it adds value to you. I want to show you five traits that are in the lives of grateful people. The first one is this. Grateful people have a great attitude. And come on, if you've lived any more than five or ten minutes, you know that attitude is pretty much the key to everything. It's how we win in life, in relationships, in business, in, in work, in home. Attitude is pretty much like everything. And grateful people have a great attitude. They're, grateful people are attractive we're attracted to grateful people. Grateful people are alluring and charming and pleasant and appealing. Let me show you another trait of grateful people. Grateful people have a great capacity to be happy. I read a publication this week while I was preparing for the message today. And I'm reading a publication from the Harvard Medical School. And it's dated November the 22nd, 2011. So here's, here's the article, the publication. It says this. In, in positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. That's why I'm saying today, gratitude adds value to you. Appreciation, grateful and thankful, adds value to your life. Third trait of grateful people is that grateful people are gracious people. You see, the English word for grateful is derived from the Latin word gratia, gratia, which means grace or graciousness or gratitude, depending on the context. So to live grateful is to live graceful. It's to live full of grace. And every Christian wants to embrace grace. And every Christian wants to receive grace and be full of grace. Number four trait is that grateful people have a tendency and proclivity to humility. See, grateful people are others-focused, not self-fixated. Grateful people have a humility. They're, they just have this proclivity to humility. I heard a, a speaker many years ago in my early 20s, I, actually back when I was in the military, I heard a speaker give a definition of gratitude that has never left me because of the impact it's had on my life. 
And here's what he said. He said, humility is realizing that God and others are responsible for the success that is in my life. I heard somebody else say, nobody ever really has a lot of success unless a lot of other people want them to. You see, that's why grateful people can say, thank you. Not think me. Thank you. Because you is the focus. Because there's a humility. Grateful people think of you. And that's why they thank you. Number five trait of grateful people. (laughs) Grateful people enjoy more joy. Yeah, they enjoy more joy. Now, Dr. Brene Brown, I don't know if you know this lady. I have read many of her books, and I have listened to her. And, you know, man, I like Dr. Brene Brown, Professor Brene Brown. And she says this. She said, people who have the capacity to fully lean into joy have one variable in common. They practice gratitude. She said, without exception, every person I interviewed, and by the way, Dr. Brown has interviewed thousands, thousands of people. She says, every person I interviewed who described living a joyful life or described themselves as joyful actively practiced gratitude and attributed their joyfulness to that practice. So how do we practice gratitude? With our words. Our words point and pilot our attitude to gratitude. James, in chapter 3, verses 2 through 5, says this. Indeed, we all make many mistakes, especially Carol's husband. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, or the words we say, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Watch this. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. Even though the winds are strong, in the same way, in the same way that a bridle turns a horse, in the same way that a rudder turns a ship, the tongue is a small thing, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. So just like a small bridle can turn a huge horse, and just like a small rudder can turn a huge ship, we can turn ourselves where we want to go with the power of our tongue. So if your life is cynical and critical and ungrateful, 
your tongue has sailed you into those bitter and biting waters. But you can turn the ship around. You can change your course. You can move to another place. You can turn the horse around and make him go where you want to go. You can turn your life around and live the life you want to live with the power of your words. Pleasant words or repugnant words. You're the pilot. Proverbs 16.24 says that Pleasant words. They're like a honeycomb. Sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Pleasant words are in your power. The Passion Translation says it like this. Nothing is more appealing than speaking beautiful, life-giving words. For they release sweetness to our souls and inner healing to our spirit. Pleasing words or repulsive words are at your command. Words of appreciation add value to your life. They also add direction to your life and set a course. In 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, it says... Rejoice always. Always? Always. Like, like, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Matt was just talking about that, making that such a priority of our life. And in everything, give thanks. Rejoice always, always, always. Pray without ceasing. You know, pray. Let breaths become prayers. Oh, Lord, bless him. Oh, thank you. Oh, God, thank you. Love you. Let, let your pray without ceasing. And in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Wow, what a life. I mean, think about living a life like what a way to live. Constantly rejoicing, prayerful with a, an entire attitude of my heart. In everything, giving thanks. Let me read it from the New Living Translation. Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. How, how do I get to a place like that? On purpose. You have to navigate. You have to turn the rudder. You have to use the power of your words to get to a place like that. You've got to set your GPS. Get your GPS and set your course to where you need to be and where you're supposed to be according to the will of God for your life. Now, we all know, I think we all know how to use a GPS you know, we'll just type in, uh, I, I, I want to go to Bundina. Okay, well, I type that in. There's my global positioning system, and it will physically take me to Bundina. 
But I'm now talking about not such a physical place, but a, an emotional place, a spiritual place. You have to set your GPS, your gratitude positioning system. This is your new GPS for your life. You want to set your life. I don't like where I am. I want to be over here. I saw someone who was living like this. I want to live like this. Well, put it in your GPS. Put it in your gratitude positioning system. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Therefore, by him, the Lord Jesus, let us continually, 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 not just on Sundays, not just on Sunday mornings, not just one or two hours a week. Let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. In other words, it's not always going to flow. Praise isn't just always going to be there. It isn't just going to be the default. No, the sacrifice of praise many times mean pra means praising in faith, praising because I know I should, not because I feel like it. So let us Offer, let, therefore by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. You don't praise God silently. You praise God with your lips, with your words. You open your mouth and praise the Lord. Now you can worship silently, but praise, it praises words that are spoken. Praise is heard. So we continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving Thanks in his name. Continually offering praise. Constantly giving thanks. Continually in the Greek is the word diapontos. And diapontos means constantly, always, through all time. Even in this time. It's a default setting for my life. It's a garment of gratitude. It's a practice of praise. It's a habit of hallelujah. It's an often offering of thanksgiving. Thank you. Bless you. Love you. Need you. Want you. Nothing to do with the circumstance around me. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. You know, every day in my morning devotion, including early this morning, as I was in my prayer chair, I read through the scriptures and I have different movements in my devotion. But one of those movements is a page of my daily confessions, my daily professions of faith. And every single day, I say to God, and I did this morning. Lord, my life is just filled with blessings. Everywhere I look, I see blessings. And then I quote James chapter 1 and verse 17. I say, Lord, every good and perfect gift in my life has come down from above. It has come down from the Father of light in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And I acknowledge, I start the day acknowledging all the good gifts, all the good things, all the good people that are in my life. I also, every day, think about God's goodness to me, and I quote Psalm, I beg your pardon, I quote, yeah, Psalm 16 and verse 6, and I say, Lord, the lines have fallen to me in pleasant places, and I have a godly 
heritage. The Passion translates that verse like this. Your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. I'm overwhelmed by the privilege that come with following you. For you have given me the best. Wake up every single day with an attitude of gratitude. And before you put anything else on, put on a garment of praise and a garment of gratitude. Lay down every single night in appreciation for all he has done. Open your mouth with the power of appreciation. Don't ask yourself if you feel grateful. Tell yourself you are grateful. That's the power of words. Steer, guide, pilot your life to the pleasant waters of thankful and grateful. Now, I totally appreciate and know that everything I'm saying right now is so countercultural to everything we see and hear in our world today. This is the last thing that we see in media and politics and, and everywhere we look in our life. I know this is countercultural. I know what I'm teaching today is countercultural to everything we see and hear right now. But Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, he said, you also should know this, Timothy. I was thinking, well, if Timothy should know it, I should know it. And if I should know it, we should know it. We should all know this. Here's what we should know, Timothy. That in the last days, there will be difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unloving, and unforgiving, ungrateful. This will be the attitude of the end times. This is the attitude of the end times. Boastful, proud, scoffing, Ungrateful, unloving, unforgiving. Ungrateful, unloving, and unforgiving is an unholy trinity that will bring you to an unhappy life. And if you just flow with the current culture, this is where you're going to end up. You have a rudder. You have a wheel. You have a helm. You have a tiller. You can traverse out of these treacherous times and these treacherous waters. In 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 19, Paul said to Timothy, Cling to your faith and keep your conscience clear. He said, For some people, have deliberately violated their consciences. As a result, their faith has become shipwrecked. Shipwrecked. 
Now, Paul does not use that word lightly. Paul himself suffered a shipwreck three times in his life and in his ministry. And one time, he spent an entire day and an entire night out in the sea. Carol and I and four of our dear friends last month were in the Sundays on our holidays. And together, we rented a boat. And we took that boat out into the beautiful Sundays, And for seven nights, we were on that boat. And my daily prayer as I piloted that boat was, please, God, don't let me wreck this boat. Please, God, don't let me kill these beautiful people that are on this boat with me. You see, when we got there, they, they bought me a captain's hat. I was, I was the captain. I was the captain of the boat. And the captain is in control to, for where the boat will go. And I was in control of where the boat would go. I piloted that boat. You see, the captain steers the rudder. How do we have a shipwreck? Well, it's when we sail into unsafe seas, when we get too close to the rocks, when we have taken our eye off the course. How do we get out of there? Your words are your rudder. Your words have the power and your rudder. Words have the power of life and death and the rudder, which is your words, can steer where you go. Look, whether your words are nice or nasty, you're the navigator. The rudder is in your hand. The words are in your mouth. You can turn the ship around. And so, family, set sail for the great gulf of gratitude. Turn your GPS to Hallelujah Harbor. Steer your ship to port praise. Navigate out of the inlet of negativity to the beautiful bay of bounty and blessing. You have the power to do this. You have the power of appreciation, gratitude, thanksgiving. What are you going to do with your power?